So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Welcome, baddies. Today I have a very, uh, uh, this is a little mini-ep a little quick mini-app to actually put something on your radar. Now, we love reality shows here, but you know that I love pop culture. And we focus on a lot of reality shows, but yeah, I've told you, I've watched actually written shows before, and one of my favorite shows is Parks and Rec. The NBC sitcom was one of my favorite sitcoms in the same vein as The Office, and I devoured every episode. Now, I am a huge geek, and I think you know that... uh, I can lead you in the right direction, and I have a podcast that I think you're going to love, because I know at your heart, you're geeks too, and we kind of all watch the same shows, so I'm sure Parks and Rec has been on your viewing list for years and years and years, so I wanted to draw your attention to a really cool new podcast about this show that we love, Parks and Recreation. So we've got a special clip for you today from Team Coco's newest podcast. Now, of course, we know Team Coco from Conan O'Brien, and that is a genius uh, network with so many amazing podcasts. And this new one about parks and recreation is called Parks and Recreation, and it is hosted by Parks and Recreation star Rob Lowe. We all know Rob Lowe and writer Alan Yang, who wrote for every season on the show. Now, they're breaking down this beloved comedy, Parks and Recreation, episode by episode, and I think, honestly, you're going to love it. I love things that take you behind the scenes of how they were made. I mean, this is like a DVD commentary, but you don't actually have to watch the movie. You just get to listen to all of the behind-the-scenes stories of how it was put together. So take a listen to this clip, and then go check out Parks and Recreation now, wherever you get your podcasts. Whew, I actually am going to listen to this one. So uh, join me, won't you? Um, and yeah, it is the beginning of the Leslie and Ann relationship. It's like their romance. <laughs> it's really like there's the two of them together, and they, you know, they— they start the episode not knowing each other, and by the end, they're singing and drinking together. Another classic Parks and Rec trope. Another trope. I was like, they've gone from not knowing each other to shithoused and singing <laughs> and being the lovey-dovey little lovebirds in the air uh, couple that you know and love within one episode. And, and I love it. And it felt more like an independent movie comedy. Like, it, I felt like there was more, and I don't mean this in a bad way, there was way more acting going on in, <laughs> in the pilot than historically you got in the this, in this series. And I felt like, like for me, there's a great moment in the town hall where a man stands up, he's just a rando, and says, I have many things that I would like to say about Laura Linney. And like that's a joke that you we made meals like that vibe whatever that that branch of comedy would be called that's where we the show lived and breathes going going on but in the pilot you could almost feel that that felt tonally odd whereas as the show developed that that was became the tone of the show does that make make sense 
Yeah, it's so interesting to see what stayed and what changed, right? That's that's what I was watching. It's like it's like watching a, a kid grow up, right? It's like you see that you see what's similar, but you see how the person matures, right? And and one of the big things for me, and and even you know, I remember obviously working on the show how this changed, but a big thing was in the pilot, it's Leslie versus her coworkers and the world, and then later in the show was Leslie and her coworkers versus the world. Like it just changed, you know, pretty drastically and. And hopefully pretty organically, but in the pilot, it's like, it's the comedy of Leslie being wrong, right? She's wrong over and over again. It's people scoring off her. And, you know, in writing a show, we sometimes talk about status and the status games of the characters in the pilot. Like, Leslie's kind of low status. The other characters are making fun of her. But as the show progresses, she kind of becomes higher and higher status. And I think a big part of that was just working with Amy and being like, oh, my God, we got this 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 actress who's one of the funniest people in the world and in real life she's one of the highest status people in the world she's always scoring off everybody like everyone she's like one of the coolest people so i think over the course of the show i was like yeah let's let's kind of steer leslie a little bit more towards that and you're right what i again what i was really surprised when she goes to see ron swanson um for the first time and you meet ron swanson he feels very much like her superior they do not feel like they, listen the the Yin and Yang of Ron and Leslie has always been one of my favorite things about the show. And that always stayed throughout the run of the show. But in this first meeting of them, like she comes in sort of hat in hand to to Ron Swanson um, and Brendana Witz. She's definitely feels like a junior member. Yeah, it's also funny to see Nick, like Nick, as soon as you see him, because you've seen the later episodes, it's like, man, his voice is so funny. He's kind of fully formed, right? Like he's spraying, you know, I think, I think Mike had had him in mind for a while, but his voice is so unique. His look is so unique, but he's also wearing a suit and you're like, what, why is he wearing a suit? Because <laughs> later on, he's never wearing suits. He's so much more formal in this episode, but he still has like the essence of the character. I, I found him like a delight to watch in this one because, you know, a lot of that stuff's still there. He's still libertarian. He's still like very calm and collected. Um, but later, like we were saying, we incorporate the person into the character. So later it's like, yeah, Nick is a woodworker. So we just put that into the character. And then, you know, for, for someone like Aziz, it's like in, t- in this episode, Tom is pretty tamped down. And like Aziz is very high energy. So we just kind of put that into the character. Tamped down. Dude, I thought Aziz was on medication in the pilot. <laughs> he's very small in this one. He's like, he's ve- I was like, that doesn't sound like him. I, I felt <laughs> like, like, I mean... Aziz in the pilot is like Chief Bromden in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's <laughs> Nest at the end. It's like, I thought, did someone give Aziz a lobotomy before the pilot? <laughs> it's almost like, it feel, It felt almost like he's playing uh, Jim from The Office a little bit. Because he's he's playing that role because he's like looking at the camera and it's like he's looking at someone do something dumb and he's looking at the camera. He's like doing those takes. So it's a very different character from kind of what he progressed into. But there's some of the games still going on there, right? He's like a hustler and he's like kind of, he's like gaming the system. And then and then you look at Pratt and like Pratt's character changed because like Pratt was kind of written, Andy was kind of written as someone who was kind of mooching off Anne. And then later in the show, he's just like super nice and everyone loves him because <laughs> like Pratt is very lovable. So it's like, yeah, that's what that's what we ended up doing. Yeah, Chris Pratt's character Andy in the pilot, um, the reason that Rashida shows up and starts this whole thing in motion at the town hall is that Pratt has fallen into the pit and broken both of his legs. Betches.